Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tooth and Claw Podcast. I'm your main host, Jeff Larson, <laughs> and we got my two sidekicks with me, Wes Larson, my little brother, and Mike Smith. How you yeah. guys doing today? <laughs> Not great. That was a bad way to start this episode. <laughs> you uh, like that? I'm, a, no. I'm okay with it. Whatever. Yeah, I know you are. I'm your big brother, Jeff, and don't you ever forget it. <laughs> if I see you soon, I'm going to give you the biggest wedgie. Uh, oh, yeah. Like Brad and the challenge. Like Brad and the challenge. <laughs> I had to show Jesse that clip the other day because it was so funny. There's a Mike. There's just like really quick. There's this part in the challenge where this guy gets an atomic wedgie and he's just having, <laughs> he's super drunk and he's having the best time. It's an old season. And then all of a sudden he's just like flips and he's, he's the maddest that anyone loot. could ever be. And, and just like so mad that anyone touched his underwear. Anyway, it's a great. Uh, it's a real world people, so you know. Wait a minute. Just... So atomic wedgie is when you get the underwear and pull it up over the head, right? That's what over happens. Over the head. Yeah. No way. So far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it just rips your underwear. That. But like, it's, it's oh, a pretty it's cool thing clip. to do to someone. Like, I feel like if a bully does that in like grade school, you could really smash some nuts <laughs> giving someone yeah. an atomic wedgie. Yeah, stunt some development. Yeah, Some prime development that. years. Yeah. Hey, all you bullies listening to our podcast, don't do atomic <laughs> wedgies. Just settle for normal wedgies. Yeah. But if you do, send it to me. Send us a photo. <laughs> send me the video. Yeah. Oh, I wonder what per- videos. <laughs> I wonder what percentage of our listeners fall under the uh, prepubescent bully slice. You know, like the pie chart. It's like thirty-eight percent on the Discord. Is there like a a little chat room that's like for all the bullies. <laughs> oh, bully I should room. make one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. So you guys were waiting on me. I'm driving back from Austin, Texas with my dad and his childhood best friend and like his Uncle best West. friend his whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Your namesake. My namesake. Or you're his namesake. I'm, he's my namesake, right? Yeah. No, you're that's his. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think you're his, but I always trust Mike. So... I was like, hey, I just need to be in a place by 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And it's like, no problem, you know? Right, to record. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then come to find, well, they're just using a paper atlas for everything. <laughs> it's, and like, right. old school. Don't, don't care <laughs> yeah. about my phone, really, and what's fastest. So we just went through, like, I don't know, just like, West Texas and then just like oil fields forever with huge semis and you could only go 20 miles an hour and it was so slow and I was just like driving in traffic and I was so annoyed because like there's highways, you know, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but then uh, I'm in Roswell. So maybe if Ooh. I don't, if I'm done, I probably, you go know, they both, they both said they got abducted by aliens Dad's experience seemed a lot more sexual than Wes's. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't uh, surprise me. We also went golfing today, and I, I want, I'm terrible at video editing, but I need to do it with this one. First of all, we pull up, and some dude with zero front teeth at all, like the dude from uh, Joe Dirt, who's like, home is where the heart is guy. But anyways, this guy's just like, you guys want a cart? Takes us, like, to some warehouse, and there's just a ton of dusty carts, and we just had to find 
ones that worked, I'd clean them off and take them. And then every hit was just onto like dirt. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it was really funny because they're like, dad's pretty good golfer and he'd hit like a straight four foot putt and it just turned 90 degrees because the grass (laughs) is like all puffy. So is it, is it an experience? Uh, I've been to Roswell. Roswell's kind of a weird little place. There's lots of like, it's a lot trashier than I pictured it be. It's it's gotten nicer, I think. Uh, okay. Well, and our podcast guest, Payne Lindsay, it's like, I looked up Roswell and op- Apple Maps and he popped up. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. But you remember we just went to a normal Mexican restaurant and I was just being like, can I have your alien enchiladas, please? When we went, normal. Yeah, I was just being so annoying everywhere I went. I'd be like, "Can I have this alien Coke, please?" <laughs> it's just like a normal Coke. I'm sure they love that. I'm sure yeah. they just were like, "Great, yes." Uh, anyway, I'm glad you made it, Jeff. I just drove home from California, drove through multiple snowstorms. Uh, See any days. cars tipped over? Yeah, lots of the cars off the road. Lots. There's like Ugh. a point where there, I just couldn't see the road. All I could see was a wall of snow. Pretty scary. I've I've dri- I drove in the Arctic for seven years. I've done a lot of driving. This was one mm. of my worst storms I've ever been in. Wow, definitely top three. Because I you couldn't be see on anything. Ice road truckers. I've that driven one show. those ice roads, man. I've been on yeah. those yeah. roads. The Liam thing about the ice roads movie. is they have little they have little orange signals so that you like little flags so you never you always know where the road is even if it's like a crazy squall but you don't get that on the highway no i bet you what happened is they're probably patrons of tooth and claw and they Mm -hmm. listened to our top 10 cats episode and when they heard that you didn't rank cheetahs in your top 10 they just swerved off the road they couldn't believe it who did that the cars you saw that were off the road (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's from like two pole. years ago. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're new patrons. We got a big sure. back catalog. Oh, yeah. that's true. Yeah, you're right. I'll tell you why those people are swerving off the road, Jeff. It's because God sent a snowstorm because of all the masturbating you've been doing. That's why they're swerving <laughs> off the road. Uh, all right. So I picked a weird animal today. Um, I, to be honest, like I was in California, I just didn't really know what to do, wanted to do a bear episode because I just always want to do a bear episode, but then I just kind of felt like we'd done a few recently and I ended up picking a weird animal and I'm not going to tell you guys what it is just yet. Book, it's called Danger Stalks the Land by Larry Knewitt. We've done, we've done a book by Larry before. I think it's called Killer Bears or something. I don't remember, but his name's come up before. I do think this is the first time on the podcast where I got to do a pretty interesting disclaimer where I think this story has to be taken with a grain of salt. I don't know if this story actually happened, and I'm going to explain to you why that is, but I do think this is the first time that our listeners need to listen to this and maybe question whether or not this ever even happened at all. So maybe whether that's happened you have before. any validity as a wildlife biologist. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. But oh, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> So Larry, the the guy who wrote this book, he heard this story from his friend and his friend heard it from the victim while on the plane ride. And Larry tried to track down the victim, but he could never get in touch with him. His friend wasn't even sure about the guy's name, but the friend swears that the story is true and that he repeated it verbatim (laughs) from how he heard it. Like he heard on the plane, he called Larry and told him 
the story or they were together or something. He told him the story. Mm. Okay. So this friend that was on the plane, his name is Wade Nolan, and he was on a flight from Nome to Anchorage. And when he sat down, this big grizzled trapper with a massive beard and like a big parka sits down next to him. And this is like 1980. So it's not like they immediately put their headphones in and started watching a movie. There really wasn't much to do on planes. So they're both just kind of pulling their magazines out from the back of the seats, reading them. And I think back then people probably talked a lot more on planes because it was just kind of like what you did, you know? Yeah. So they start chatting and Wade notices that there's scars all over this guy's hands and the scars were healed, but he's, he described it as saying it looked like this guy had stuck his hands in a bag of razor blades and like messed around in there. They were just like Mm -hmm. totally scarred up. And then he also noticed he had some pretty good scars on his face too. And he just decided, you know, I'm going to ask this dude what these scars are from. And the guy starts to tell his tale and he says his name was Jack and that he's a trapper and he worked a trap line way up in the middle of the Kigluyak mountains, northeast of Nome. So do you guys, do you guys understand what a trap line is? Jeff, we laid trap lines when we did bear trapping. Yeah. Yeah. What is a trap line? I don't understand. Okay. Is it like a rope, a rope uh, between two trees that a bear will trip over? No, it's not. But that does, it's, it, that might be what people. That think. would be a trap mm-hmm. line. Uh, no, it's like a line of traps that you check every day. Exactly, or or every so often. Like for us, it was yeah. every day. But for some of these trappers, they'll put out a trap line. It's often like in a big circle. And it's just By a water f- source or something. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, but. like in this case, they were over miles and miles and miles. Like his trap line was massive. And he would go out and he would check his trap line. And essentially on his trap line, he had a number of small cabins that served as little warming huts or he could spend the night in them or cook some food in them. And then he had one big cabin that was kind of like a, a home base that he had a lot more stuff in. And he would go out and he'd check this trap line and throughout the journey, he would maybe stay in one of these little cabins. This was his life. This guy lives up in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. Made his own cabins probably. And, in the- yeah. And just traps, mostly Mink and Martin. Like that's his deal, you know? Yeah. Um, Mink and Martin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So he would work the trap line over winter. And one winter as he was nearing the end of his line. He's between one of these small crude cabins and his larger base cabin. It's really cold outside and he's snowshoeing in his parka, dense winter clothing, and he's cussing to himself. And the reason he's cussing to himself is because every single animal that he had trapped had been eaten by something. And there was just remains in each of these traps. And so something had gotten to his traps before him and he figured it was probably what they call the pirate of the north, the wolverine. And sure enough, as he surveys the site, he sees large circular prints of a big wolverine, which they're the biggest terrestrial member of the mustelid family or the weasel family. So these guys are the biggest weasels, uh, wolverines. Interesting. Yeah. And they're the pirates of the north, huh? Pirates of the north because they rob trap pirate, right? Yeah. They're really smart critters. (laughs) Wolverines are really smart. Yeah, the smallest pirates. Besides parrots. Besides largest, parrots and monkeys. Largest weasel. Yeah, third, probably third smallest third pirate. Third smallest yeah. pirate. Or maybe yeah. like yeah. a young little person pirate. Oh, like smaller a than a cabin boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they do normally okay. have like one little person they on do. their crew. They do. Pirates love to yeah, have true. a little person on their ship. Yeah. They love it. All right. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. 
So he's pissed and he's throwing these animal remains in the woods and it's been a long day and he just wants to get to his cabin. So he starts hiking toward the main cabin and he's dreaming of a hot meal, a warm fireplace. And this hot meal is about to get a lot better because along his route, he notices a small group of pigeon-sized ptarmigan. So ptarmigan are kind of like a grouse. They're a little game bird. In the winter, they turn white um, and he sees a little flock of them. So he managed to shoot three of these ptarmigan with his 22 rifle, scoops them up in his mittens, takes them down the trail into these dark Alaskan winter woods. And as he's looking out, he sees that a blizzard is kicking up. And he's like, I hope I can beat this blizzard, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. It's so crazy. People live lives like that. Yeah. And there's prob- there's still people that live like this, too. They probably have a little bit more technology now than he had. But, um, th- I mean, <laughs> there's still a lot of trappers in Alaska. Well, if Jeff's dad and his best friend are using a, a paper atlas to atlas. navigate the country, then <laughs> I'm not ruling anything out. Some of these people you know are just straight up Luddites. I drove from Utah to, to Key West using nothing but a paper atlas, and it was really fun. Yeah. I don't even know how you do that. I can, yeah. I'm stupid when it comes to directions. Yeah, you make a lot just, of mistakes. Like, I just need to like tell myself to chill out a lot of the time and like <laughs> just be like, whatever. I haven't ever seen this part of boring ass wherever i am so like i'll just be happy (laughs) i did um when i did it to we did it straight so we drove for 40 hours straight oh oh, yeah you guys had a crazy one it was insane all right (laughs) you remember when we did our roswell trip wes and i was just begging for it but we all wanted to but there's like a five-hour detour to a little tiny town Pie in town. New Mexico called Pie Town. Pie town. Yeah. And we, like, read Ooh. facts about it, and it's like, no, yeah, we named it Pie Town because we love of our pies. pies. Yeah. Oh, we <laughs> gotta <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go there. <laughs> pie Town trip. listeners out there, send us a pie, please. We need to taste please. it. <laughs> All right, so as Jack is walking, he's walking faster, he's trying to get to this cabin before the blizzard hits, he fails to notice that blood is dripping from these birds in his hand, and that blood's dripping down onto this bright white snow, creating a small trail behind him, one that's all too easy for an opportunistic predator to follow. So he picks up his pace, but the storm's closing in, and pretty soon it becomes apparent to Jack that he's not going to make it to his cabin before this blizzard hits, and the last thing he wants to do is be caught out in the middle of this blizzard, maybe get turned around, maybe get lost, so he decides to find some makeshift shelter. And he noticed a large overhanging ledge in a rock outcropping. And he decides to wait out the storm under this ledge. He figures it'll be less cold. It's less than ideal, but at least he's going to be out of the snow. Crazy. So Jack gets under the ledge. There's just enough room for him to sit down and curl his knees up to his chin. And he lays his backpack down on the snow in front of him. And he puts these three small ptarmigan on top of his backpack. This episode is brought to you by Factor. I know a lot of people out there are trying to stick to a bunch of New Year's resolutions. I mean, people do know. Like, you don't know a lot I like, of people out there. I know like you know 30 like people, people out there. There's, there's, <laughs> right. I see people out there every day. They're out there. Trust me. Uh, and if they're anything like me, they'll make a New Year's resolution that sounds really great for like eight minutes. And then I'll just start swallowing boxfuls of hot tamales whole, you know, and uh, <laughs> not really think about New Year's resolutions till the next year comes. I mean, Jeff, you've seen what I can do with a box of candy in a limited amount of time. My favorite thing is how you're buying like 
bigger boxes of them, but only eating half of them and throwing the other half away so that you're not eating too much sugar. Oh, it's stupid. Oh, we don't need to get into it. But listen to this. Factor takes a lot of the hard work and discipline out of the equation and makes setting and keeping nutrition goals way easier. So I, when I go to the store, I always try to like, I go with the idea that I'm going to get a bunch of healthy stuff, but then I come home somehow with like 19 bags of candy. Factor takes that. Factor. Yeah, factor takes that factor. That yeah. variable entirely out of the equation. Because it lets you skip the grocery store and all the prep work and all the cooking fatigue that comes along with all that stuff. And it delivers chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. So forget frantic lunch preps and rushed dinners. Factor's two-minute meals are your secret weapon in the new year. Fuel up fast with restaurant-quality meals, all delivered right to your door. Head to factormeals.com slash tooth50 and use code tooth50 to get 50% off. That's code tooth50 at factormeals.com slash tooth50 to get 50% off. You're either going to get 50% off or 50 teeth. It's one of the two. (laughs) 250. Those right. aren't very nutritious. What time do you need to go to the dentist, Wes? Uh, 230. 230. All right. Oh, yeah. 250. <laughs> did you just All come right. up with that? <laughs> okay. So, Jack had just laid I these three. I thought I had that. That didn't Jack work, just... though. No. So, Jack had just laid these three small ptarmigan on top of his backpack. And the carnivore that had been stepping softly and carefully, sniffing each of the blood spots in the snow, was much less concerned about the storm. In fact, it hardly even noticed it. Thick, dark, oily hair repelled the snow around this predator, and as it worked its way noiselessly up into the rocks by this blood trail, whatever it was following was obviously hurt, and as it followed its nose out onto an edge of a ledge, it looked down, and it saw three plump ptarmigans laid out below it, so it jumped down without making a sound. Jack had his face in his knees, but he picked up a dark blur of motion in front of him and was more than startled by a large brown shape in front of him now tearing into his backpack and the ptarmigans in front. Instinctively, he cries out and he picks up his hands and the hungry wolverine spins around and turns on him. So Jack reaches out with his mittens to push this wolverine away, but swiping, it's swiping with its paws and it's lunging with its teeth. And when he would succeed in pushing it away, it would lunge back in and bite and claw at him again. And up until this point, Jack's mittens had taken the brunt of the damage, but they get ripped off in the fight. To try and keep the wolverine away, it's now just shredding his hands. So he's doing his best to get away, but the wolverine had a claw catch in one of the holes of his parka zipper pole. So just like in the little metal part of your zipper, it's clawed no in one of those holes. Wow. And it got really it's like aggravated. Luke shooting the thing in the... Death Star. That's yeah. one in a one million. million. Little yeah. Hole. Yep, it used yeah. the force to get its claw stuck in there. It got even more aggravated trying to free itself, and he claimed to only be able to see whirling teeth and claws at that point. He just said it was essentially like the like Taz from Looney Tunes. It's just like a Wolverine <laughs> that's just spinning with claws and teeth. Is that a Wolverine? What's Taz? <laughs> no, he's a Tasmanian devil. Come on, Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, Jack's able to get enough space to grab the wolverine and push it out a few feet away from his tiny shelter. And when the animal hits the snow, it rights itself, 
takes a quick look at the trapper, at his shredded hands, his bleeding face, and then it grabs one of the ptarmigan and just casually trots off into the woods, never to be seen again. So Jack oh, wow. looks down, wow. he surveys his wounds, but he had so much blood in his eyes that he couldn't see. And then he wipes the blood away and he sees large open gashes in his hands, cutting through the flesh, through the muscle, through the tendons, all the way down to the bone. He's got those on his wrist. He's got them on his forearms and he can feel them on his face as well. He's just like, like someone took a razor and just sliced him up with it. Essentially. Yeah. The storm's still raging, but Jack's legitimately worried about bleeding to death at this point. So he ventures out in the snow. He's just like, I got to get to this cabin. So after some time fighting this blizzard, he makes it to the cabin. His dense outer layers were almost completely matted in blood when he gets there. He has a really hard time lighting a fire because his hands are almost useless. But after some time, he manages to get a fire lit. And then he gets a lantern. He props a mirror next to it. And he's like, I got to do something with these wounds. They're really deep. He's far from help. He knows that he's going to have to fix himself or he could bleed to death. So he takes a needle, a sewing kit, a needle, and some thread, and just starts stitching them up, pulling them through his skin, pulling them with his mouth, and getting these stitches closed. And while he's doing this, he's passing out from the pain, and then coming back to and starts stitching again, and then will pass out again, and then coming to. So this takes hours for him to stitch up these lacerations. That's so crazy. So finally he finishes, and Jack crawls into his bunk, and he prays that some somehow help will come because he's far too weak, far too beat up to do the long hike out. And no one's expecting this dude either. He's like, he's got some friends and stuff, but it's not like he's got a wife and kids at home. He's just out there in the middle of nowhere. He's a solo dude. Sorry, I'm losing my voice a little bit, but bear with me here. Wolverine with me here. That doesn't make uh, sense. Uh, All right. All right. Oh, oh, so I'm clipping that. <clears throat> so I'm Jack, posting that everywhere. Jack gets lucky. <laughs> Uh, A few days later, a friend of his that was a bush pilot flies over this cabin, and he knew that Jack was supposed to be out working his trap line, and he doesn't see any smoke coming from the cabin. So he just wonders, he's kind of curious, if something might be wrong, so he lands his plane and decides to check on Jack. And he finds him, he loads him into his plane, they fly him to the hospital in Nome, and he spends about a week in the hospital while they're tending to his injuries, and then apparently makes a full full recovery. Holy cow. Okay, so you guys might be wondering why I would pick this story when it's unverifiable. And, you know, this is our first episode about Wolverine. So why would I pick this story if we can't verify it? What what I was actually wondering is how he is, like, so alone and doesn't masturbate. (laughs) How do you know he doesn't? God did answer. God answered his prayer. Yeah, but he also sent a snowstorm. He also Ooh, sent a wolverine to slash wolverine. his hands up. Yeah. Now he now I don't know. He may not have ever masturbated. Probably ever since. because his hands hurt so bad he stopped and then he answered it. Where did this wolverine attack That's what him? What I'm going Jeff? for. Where did this wolverine attack him? That's all I want to say. All right. Uh, why why would I pick this story? Well, there's a really good reason for it. It's because there aren't any verified stories of wolverines attacking human beings. This really? isn't an animal that attacks us. Wow. Um, and you might say, well, it's because we never come in contact with them. But we do. There are wolverines that come in contact with people. People that live in Alaska that spend a lot of time out in these places see wolverines, and they're around wolverines. 
in, in Russia, in different parts of the world, there's lots of Wolverines. So here's my question with that is like, yeah. how would you verify it? Because like he went to a hospital and they saw his wounds, right? Yeah. I mean, I think what I mean by like this not being verified is that whoever's reported on it, in this in this case, Larry Canuit, he wasn't able to track this guy down and get the story in like medical records or anything. So there's no paper trail that shows that this actually happened. This is, We're just mm. taking someone completely on their word that they were attacked by a Wolverine, you know? And the hospital is too. For all yeah. we know, this guy got caught in one of his own traps or something, you know, or his dog bit him. Yeah. It's, it's hard. You just can't know unless there's like some sort of proof. And that's the thing is like there, there just isn't any proof. There's no one else there to see it. It's unverifiable. We don't even know this dude's name. So... That's why I want everyone to take this with a grain of salt, because this could have happened, but it's not likely, you know, I mean, sorry, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it that way. I think it's likely that this did happen, but this isn't a thing that happens hardly ever Yeah, on record. It never has. So yeah. And that's pretty crazy. You know, that's something that you wouldn't expect from what we think of Wolverines. Yeah. I mean... What, there's a few billion people on the earth, so it's almost like a one in a billion chance. Yeah. But then also he's like a one in the billion type of lifestyle, you know what I mean? Like, there's not very many people just out in their cabins they built in Alaska in snowstorms hiding under rocks. Right. And with, but like, birds a... and blood trails, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. He put himself in a situation that not most of us do. But there's probably a few thousand of those people, you know, and like mm. in Russia, there's those people, too. There's there's people that come into contact with lots of wolverines throughout their year and they don't get attacked by him. And as we know of. Anyway, I scoured. I remember I had remembered reading in some outdoor magazine. It might actually be outdoor magazine, a story of someone that was like confronted by a wolverine somewhere. Couldn't find it. I just couldn't find anything that says that they've attacked people. And I read a lot of articles that backed that up that said Wolverines don't attack people. It's never so why, happened. So why are they thought of as so crazy and aggressive? That's what we're going to get into. First, we're going to do a little bit just on general biology of Wolverines. So the Wolverine, its Latin name is Gulo Gulo, which is a great Latin name. Hey, that's um, cool. They're sometimes called Devil Bear, Skunk Bear, Carcajou, Quick Hatch, or Devil Beast. They're the largest land-dwelling member of the Mustelid family. So that's the same family that has weasels, badgers, otters, and martens. Um, If you're looking at the largest overall, it'd be the sea otter, and then giant river otters are also larger than wolverines. Males average about 30 pounds, but they can be as big as 60 pounds. Females are about 40% smaller. Pretty much they grow to the size of like a medium dog, They have short legs that keep them close to the ground. They have thick, oily, hydrophobic fur that's essentially frost-proof and allows them to stay warm and dry throughout extremely cold winters. Winter is really when these guys thrive. Um, Mm. And they are one of, like, wolverine fur is highly prized by trappers because of how hydrophobic it is. It just repels water. All right. They have specialized, a really cool thing about them, a lot of weasels have this. They have specialized molars Imagine turning one of your molars 90 degrees so it's pointing inside of your mouth on each side on your upper side. You turn them so they're pointing inside your mouth 90 degrees. Wolverines have molars like that. And the reason is it helps them grip 
frozen meat and rip it off of the bone. And then it also helps them crush bones so they can eat the marrow out. So these Hmm. guys are really good at eating just about everything. When it comes to mating and reproduction, this is another really fascinating thing about wolverines. They have kind of an interesting mating ritual. Well, uh, like more kind of child rearing ritual. So males form relationships with several females. Often they have overlapping territories. They'll visit them during mating season to mate. And then females, like bears, have delayed implantation. So do you guys remember what delayed implantation is, more or less? Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about bears. Yeah, Where yeah. they can kind of defer. You go for it, Jeff. No, you're, no Mike, you, you had started. It. You had oh, it. I think I'm going to be wrong, though. It's like they can kind of defer their pregnancy till a later date. They can, yeah. like, I guess that's really the extent of Yeah, my what guess. happens is that um, fertilized blastocyst, the, the fertilized egg, I, it just kind of hangs out. It doesn't implant until their body sends them a signal that says, hey, you are healthy enough to actually bring this baby to term. So, And uh, once, like if they don't get enough food, it won't happen, right? Right. They'll just ab- abort that fertilized egg. So that is delayed implantation. Mike, I think you had some issues with my, the word choice there, but that's actually no. the word you would use. Okay. It's great. I was just like wondering... I was just thinking of like edging and the whole tantric angle to sexual encounters. How like if inside it's like deferring for so long and then it finally gets to, you know, do its thing. Yeah. Maybe then that baby's better because. Yeah. You think the baby? Yeah. Yeah, Right. Probably. It's awesome. So a really the interesting part of all this, though, (laughs) is that the female will have her young in like a den in a burrow. The young, when they're born, they're almost completely white. They have fur, but they're white, and then they slowly grow, and they turn into what we see as a wolverine. They actually grow pretty quick. How cute are they? They're very cute. Very (laughs) cute, actually. I watched a lot of wolverine videos, and I really fell in love with them. They're super playful. Wolverines are cool. We'll get into that. But the cool part is that the dad will actually like come back and make visits to bring the female food And then sometimes he'll help actually with some of the child rearing. And then sometimes uh, Wolverine kits will just decide to like hang out with their dad. They'll just pick their dad instead of their mom. And their dad will teach them how to be a Wolverine instead of their mom. So there's kind of like this shared Mm. parenting between them. And it's not so much they're doing it together, but the kits sometimes will like pick one or other parent and decide. It's kind of like Nick Cannon, right? Where he has like a bunch of families. 30 kids. Uh, does does the gender maybe have something to do with which kit would pick which parent or is it no that's interesting that's really cool but i'm not sure about that yeah but it's kind of like a divorced family you know where the kids are like i'm gonna go live with dad Mm -hmm. all right so they are pretty widespread throughout northern boreal forest and in the subarctic and arctic tundra so i set up polar bear cameras in the arctic tundra on polar bear den sites for a, a project that i did and we picked up a wolverine on one of those cameras way out on the sea ice. Oh, cool. Yeah, they can go pretty far north. And there's a guy that I worked with that saw one kill an Arctic fox in the little seaside village that we no worked way. out of. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they're, they're what are they far looking north. for out on the Arctic ice? They're probably looking for lemmings, fox, just whatever they can find. Dead whale. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it was way out on the sea ice, though. That's too, it was weird. Yeah. Um, so in North America, breeding populations can be found in the Northern Rockies with the biggest population in the lower 48 in Montana. And then they're Hell also yeah. found. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they're also found through parts of Canada, essentially all of Alaska. 
And then outside of North America, they can be found in Russia, Scandinavia, some Baltic countries, northern China, and Mongolia. Mike, Montana's yeah. better than Colorado. It is, without a doubt. It's tr- um, I sorry, mean, Canada. Canada is too, in northern China, I guess, and Mongolia, yeah. right? Uh, is that anywhere, how we're anywhere with? Wolverines. No, because you gotta have grizzly bears too. Uh, yeah. That's true. Every once in a while, Wolverine does make its way into Colorado, which and was what I was about to get into. Water at our house that you drink. That's right. Yeah. That doesn't we exist in northern China. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or Mongolia. So, um, Wolverines were once recorded as being present in Colorado. Uh, Arizona, New Mexico, the Midwest, like Indiana, Nebraska, North and South Dakota, a lot of different states, even New England. But nowadays, really, the the states that they have breeding populations are or in are Montana, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and Wyoming. But they are sometimes found in California, sometimes found in Colorado, and then Utah actually had a Wolverine in twenty twenty two. That like yeah. was oh, out cool. by Antelope Island, like in the desert. So, and then it showed up in like a Layton suburb too. Pretty really? crazy, yeah. And they they actually have huge home ranges, so it's it's kind of that makes sense that one could live in Idaho and make its way down into Utah or somewhere else. Okay, the Latin name Gulo Gulo is a reference to their gluttonous nature. The English name Wolverine is thought to essentially just mean little wolf. In my opinion, I think little bear would have been much better, but. Little wolf is well, what do they you name with. it. Uh, little bear. So, bear well, it's not called little wolf. I'd call oh, yeah, it bear verine. <laughs> All right, hmm. now it works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> linguistically, I think it, it all checks out. Yeah, all right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I could get used to it. Tooth and claws brought to you by ShipStation. So, I'm sure in the new year, there's lots of ways that you want to grow your business. It's, you know, growing a business is really hard. We're, we've done it with Tooth & Claw. I've done it with some other businesses. There's a lot of moving pieces. And so it's really nice when you can find ways to automate things that you don't necessarily want to do every single day in your business. And that's what ShipStation is for. It's really easy to use ShipStation dashboard to manage all your orders, to automate a lot of different things. It's not just for shipping. You can also use it to like send messages to customers, just to really manage everything about your orders. I used it for um, one of my old companies. I've said this before in an ad about ShipStation. I think it was the only part of that company that worked really seamlessly. I think everything else in that company was really tricky, but ShipStation worked great. Every single time we used it, I was just like, man, this is so easy. It's so effective and you save a lot of money too. ShipStation has discounts up to 89% off of USPS and UPS rates which is pretty crazy. And those, you know, shipping at USPS and UPS isn't as cheap as it used to be. So ShipStation can really help you save a lot of money too. Only really Costco hot dogs are. Yeah, that's the only thing that costs what it used to cost. Yeah. And if if that ever changes, we're we're burning it all down, guys. (laughs) That'll be the last straw. All right. So make this year your most profitable one yet with ShipStation. Use promo code TOOTH today at ShipStation.com to sign up for a free 30-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code TOOTH. Tooth and Claws brought to you by AG1. Taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. I like simple things. That's why, for the last year, I've been drinking AG1 every day. No exceptions, it's just one scoop 
mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel ready for the day. I feel great, and I'm ready to go two-stepping in Austin. That's because (laughs) each serving of AG1 delivers my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics. Oh, pre- and pro- and more. Those cancel each other it's out. Powerful. Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, not this case. It's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. So I brought up two step because I danced with a girl in Austin last night, and nice. I was like, "Hey, how are you so attractive?" And she said, "I take AG one every morning." Wow. Uh, half of that story is true. She did. She did say she takes AG one. She taught me how to two-step, which was fun. And I remembered a couple things from middle school gym class. Did you guys take swing lessons in gym class? Oh, yeah. We took swing. Yeah. That was crazy. I forget the story behind that, but there's some story for, like, tons of middle schools took swing. But like I said, I love it. It's easy to drink. That's what I need. What Like it was saying, I just want simple and easy. The travel packs are great because, like, we've been on... I've been on the road a lot lately, so just throw some in my bag and I'm ready to go. And that way, especially on the road, I mean, Wes, where do I eat on the road? McDonald's. McDonald's all the time. Last time me and Mike had Burger King. So, like, at least this way I can know I get some nutrients, you know? If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D plus K2 and five AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash tooth. That's drinkag1.com slash tooth, tooth all caps. Check it out. My favorite is when Jeff reads the copy and says I've every time. (laughs) I've partnered with them for so long. Jeff's partner, AG1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At this point, yeah. Basically it is. I just read I'm I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. I just read, read what they give me. <laughs> yep. All right. When you guys hear you about Wolverines. <laughs> when you guys hear about Wolverines and their behavior, what are some of the first things that come to mind? Um, Football. Crazy. Like before you like, yeah, let's say Wild. even before you guys knew that they hadn't attacked people, like if vicious. someone just says, describe a Wolverine, what, yeah, what would you say? Vicious, wild, crazy. The X-Men Stout. with the claws. The X-Men with the claws. Stout. Right. I would say, I would say if it was in the fellowship, it would be Gimli. Yeah. Short, that's but real, good. real tough and can move if it needs to. And have you heard any things about like what wolverines are capable of, or is that more just something you hear in wildlife circles? I, yeah, not okay. not a thing that's come up for me a whole lot. A lot of people that spend a lot of time in the outdoors, you'll hear tales about wolverines, and some of the things you hear are things like a wolverine can push a grizzly bear off a kill, oh, or yeah. a wolverine can take down a moose, or a wolverine is the toughest, meanest, most vicious animal out there. Like wolverines have a reputation as being the toughest animal. In the world, to be honest, it's kind of mm. like uh, like the honey badger when that honey badger video came out, and everyone was like, "Nothing's tougher than a honey badger." Oh yeah, Wolverines yeah. have that same kind of reputation, but do they deserve it? So let's get into a little myth busting here. Blue whale really, versus Wolverine, who wins? <laughs> we're gonna do a cage match later, and that's gonna be an interesting one. But I did. Do, yeah, I'm excited for that. 
I did do a deep dive on Wolverines. I read a lot of scientific papers. I read a lot of really well-researched information to really learn as much as I could about Wolverines. And I learned a lot. So I'm going to get into some of these myths. First of all, one place where Wolverines really earn that reputation is in the way that they travel. Some of the papers I read show Wolverine movement patterns, and it's really crazy because they pretty much just move in straight lines. Even when there's huge mountain peaks or ridges or whatever, they just go straight. Um, uh, they go over ice fields, mm. deep snow, glaciers. They just don't care. Like that guy in Dungeons and Dragons. You remember that scene? And he just walks oh. right over the rock and Chris oh, Pine's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yep. straight <laughs> over it. Yeah, it's like as the crow flies, Wes. Exactly. As the, uh, as the Wolverine runs. Travel, or dung yeah. beetles. Yeah. In one of the documentaries I watched, the researchers are just gobsmacked because they're looking at these points from a Wolverine that they had collared, and it just went straight up Mount Cleveland, which is the highest mountain in Glacier National Park, <laughs> and it did it in the end of January, and they That's said that awesome. it covered 4,900 vertical feet in less than 30 minutes, which is crazy when you think about it. Yeah. They said this is territory what? terrain that even mountain goats wouldn't mess with, and this wolverine just went up and over. Like it just It's like it. a mile. Yeah. Jeez. It's wild. Another Wolverine researcher that I watched an interview with, he talked about how Wolverines would run up steep, rocky, icy terrain like it wasn't even there. He said it was stuff that he wouldn't even hike and that a person would need climbing gear to to even try. And he said it's like Wolverines view the world in two dimensions. And they can actually cover 40 miles in a day, which is pretty crazy. These are yeah. these guys can move. And a big part of that is because of the way their locomotion is. They run, they do both paws in the front and both paws in the back at the same time. So it's kind of a loping movement. Mm. Like they're kind of like loping like as they cat. run. Yeah. And the back paws will go in front of the front paws as they're running. So they kind of just do like this. And that's they pretty much travel at a consistent four miles per hour. They're always moving fast. They're not hmm. walking. They can run a lot faster than that too, but when they're traveling, they're always going at this consistent four miles per hour, just loping. It's really cool yeah. to watch them move. So actually. they just always look like they're running. Yeah. Um, That's really, I've always heard that humans are kind of singular in the way that we are endurance athletes, yeah. but it sounds kind of like Wolverines might have us beat at that too. Wolverines have a speed at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would say, I would say that, you know, humans have that endurance when it comes to chasing down prey animals and everything, but I would say, yeah, I would, I would give the edge to Well, Wolverines. like in general, but human, what Mike's saying, I think Mike, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but humans are like the best endurance animals on the planet. If you get like our best endurance runners. Yeah. But I, I think a Wolverine could be our best endurance runner is what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, mm. but I'm just I'm throwing that out. There. You're the you're the yeah. expert guy. All right, um, they have some pretty crazy secretions that they use for marking. They have anal glands, uh, belly button gland, and then glands in their feet. So as they're moving, they're actually scent marking, and that makes it so other wolverines that they might want to mate with can find them. And it also helps them kind of mark their territory to tell other other wolverines that like, hey, this is my space. And that's also part of the reason they're called skunk bear because it smells, these secretions smell really bad. Oh. Um, all right. Another thing you'll hear about wolverines that I talked about earlier is that they're just about able to kill 
anything and that they can run just about anything off of a kill. So let's look at that briefly. First of all, they're primarily scavengers. They have a really honed sense of smell and they can pick up the scent of a carcass buried in 20 feet of snow. So some wolverines, one of their main strategies is actually to investigate where avalanches have happened and look for animals that are buried in avalanches to dig them up and eat their carcasses. They can literally smell them under 20 feet of avalanche snow. Interesting. Um, Do you think they cause avalanches on purpose sometimes? <laughs> they drop little sticks of dynamite and blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> um, in one of the documentaries, it was pretty interesting. The researchers were talking about how they just eat everything when they find it too. And he pulls out just like a upper jawbone. He's like, huh, I'm surprised it didn't eat this. He says, usually they eat the teeth, they eat the horns, they just eat everything. They like truly can just process it all. And they say that when you catch a wolverine and collar it, sometimes their stomachs just feel like they're full of gravel from all the crushed bone that they've eaten. Huh. They mostly scavenge, but they can hunt down prey. And usually it's going to be small rodents, rabbits, but just about everything is potentially on the menu. They have been documented killing prey as large as moose, although those moose were often young or starving and almost always in deep snow. So because wolverines are so spread out and have such big paws, they stay essentially on the top of the snow, but they would catch a moose in deep snow and then kill it it's in the deep snow wow interesting yeah. mm, so they're more um, like legolas yeah exactly <laughs> do you think if an orc died in front of them they would be saying in their own wolverine language that meat's on the menu meat's back on the menu <laughs> probably yeah. do you think they would eat an orc i think so they'll eat just about anything from what i understand all right so they can they can kill large prey if they have to but they are very opportunistic and their baseline is to scavenge so how about them chasing grizzly bears off of kills? Because that's a myth that often goes around. Now, I think it's possible that an aggressive wolverine could convince a grizzly bear that it's just not worth the fight to defend a carcass. But if the bear wanted to stay, it's going to stay. Like a wolverine is not going to chase a persistent grizzly bear off of a carcass. It may convince a bear like, hey... I don't really feel like messing with this weird, massive weasel that's coming at me. But if that bear just decides, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to hang out and stay on this carcass, the wolverine is in a fight for it. Like it's a lot more likely that the bear would chase a wolverine off a yes, carcass. Yes, exactly. And that's what I was actually going to say is one of these wolverine researchers said, no, wolverines avoid bears. They avoid wolves. They avoid mountain lions because those are natural predators for them. So this mm -hmm. is not; these aren't animals that they like to tango with, but there are instances where wolverines have pushed larger animals off of carcasses just because of how aggressive they can be. But it's not like a strategy for them. What if the wolverine just took like really tiny bites out of the bear, so small that the bear like didn't even notice it and just like ate the whole bat. bear? Yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> and just <laughs> ate the whole bear and then took the kill. I, you think yeah, that, that ever happens? Work. I don't think that ever happens, but I think that's um, it's a great thought. That's what separates right. animals from humans. We're like we elev we're elevated we in think thought of those a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would get into a little bit more about this, but we're gonna pin it for the cage match category. I think it's gonna be an interesting one. Um, one last little tidbit that I thought was really interesting about Wolverines. There's this guy, and I read this in Outside Magazine 
who's been pushing a campaign to make wolverines the animal that we use for avalanche search and rescue. Um, mm. He oh, says wow. that because that of their natural... Yeah, he says because of their natural behavior to look for carcasses under avalanches, trained wolverines could be used to find skiers or whoever else might be unlucky enough to find themselves trapped in an avalanche. And he's this dude is just like, this is going to work. He believes in this so strongly that he's launched this huge campaign to make it happen. The The article I read was in 2016, so I don't know if he's made it much headway since then. I don't think so because I haven't seen any <laughs> trained wolverines looking for people. But the guy says in one of these articles, he says, anything you can train a dog to do, you can train a wolverine to do five times faster, which might be true. But there are a lot of problems because dogs are domesticated animals. Yeah, I don't. I I do think <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I watched. There's this guy in Alaska who was raised. Don't like, teach done, him to shake. They'll they'll scratch they'll your hand up. You up. <laughs> then you won't be able to masturbate. <laughs> There's this guy in Alaska who's raised a lot of wolverines, and and they are really playful and fun animals when they're raised in captivity. Like they do really well when they're trained. He took them mm. on the Johnny Carson show. He's taken them on other shows. They're they're like it's pretty fun watching this guy play with his trained wolverines. And this dude's life is wolverines. He goes out and plays with them every single day out in the Alaskan wilderness. So people do raise them, but I do want to just quickly remind our listeners there's a really big difference between domestication and training. Training a wild animal is teaching it pretty much like to do a behavior for a reward. Domestication is generations and generations and generations of selecting for specific characteristics to essentially create a new animal. Training, like all of those natural behaviors are still in there and they can come out at any time. So one is much more dangerous than the other, just so you know. Tooth and Claw is brought to you by Lomi. We monitor our sleep, we track our fitness goals, we maintain daily to-do lists. We do a lot in modern life to stay organized, but we often overlook our trash. So Lomi is the world's first smart waste device. It transforms your food waste into all-natural fertilizer, and it cuts your trash in half. So it's really revolutionizing the way that we handle food waste. So now that I've interested you guys a little bit in Lomi, I want to teach you a little bit more about it. In four hours, Lomi can transform almost anything you eat into nutrient-rich plant food at the push of a button. So it's this little machine, you put your food waste into it, in four hours it turns it into plant food that you can use in your garden, you can use in your house plants. It essentially just speeds up the process. It's really great because you're not going to have food going to waste in your kitchen, in your refrigerator, in your trash. It eliminates a lot of bugs and odors that come from having food waste around. And you get to feed your lawn and garden with all-natural fertilizer. For people that do a lot of gardening, that can really help you save a lot of money. And it can just help you kind of feel like you're more of in a circular system rather than wasting a lot of food. So Lomi can be a really satisfying way to create some new compost for whatever you want to use compost for. So it feels really great to know that I'm creating Lomi Earth is what they call it instead of waste. And I have pretty much a limitless supply of plant food for my garden. So whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com backslash tooth and use the promo code tooth to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash tooth 
and use promo code TOOTH at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. Sounds a lot more pleasant than using your own poo, like Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, in but that one know, movie? What was that movie? Martian? Martian. Yeah. Uh, no, it's um, <laughs> Inception. Inception. We, we built a zoo or whatever. We bought a zoo. Uh, yeah. You know, our, our typical- Interstellar. That's what I meant. That's what yeah, it that's was. the one. Our typical category that we start with is pop culture. So I asked you guys to think of your favorite pop culture Wolverine, which turns out isn't that easy. So I'm going to go first. Uh, Mine's a little bit vague, and I'm going to go with Napoleon Dynamite. There's a scene in Napoleon Dynamite where he's kind of being harassed by some cool kids at school, and they're asking him what he did over summer, and he said he went to Alaska and was hunting wolverines with his uncle or something and says that he killed like 50 wolverines with the 12 gauge. Anyway, I like, maybe we'll have you splice in the audio. What'd you do all last summer again? I told you, I spent it with my uncle in Alaska hunting wolverines. Did you shoot any? Yes, like 50 of them. They kept trying to attack my cousins. What the heck would you do in a situation like that? <laughs> what kind of gun did you use? A freaking 12 gauge, what do you think? Napoleon Dynamite was one of those movies that got really old when it came out because everyone was quoting it. But I think if you go back and revisit it now, it's a pretty fun movie again because I revisited mm. it not long ago and really enjoyed rewatching it. So that's my okay. pick. Sure. Well, it was funny. I mean, the, just the line you said. Yeah. Yeah. I can't stop I like laughing. That. <laughs> <laughs> we literally uh-huh. have to take a break to stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I should be able to think of a better one, but when we can't use the X-Men no, guy. we're going to get his into name? that. Uh, Bearverine. <laughs> Bearverine. <laughs> uh, is Jimmy I, Howlett or something? So yeah. I'll just go with the movie, the old school one for sure, Red Dawn, which... Good pick. It's a crazy Wolverines. premise for a movie, just that Russia invades and mm-hmm. just high school kids take them down pretty much, and they love their... They love their school mascot. Yeah, those kids aren't very creative. Mm-hmm. What should we call ourselves? I don't know. Wolverines. <laughs> Bearverines. Mine, um, I'm picking Denard Robinson, the old Michigan quarterback, Michigan Wolverines, their college mm. football team. I haven't really ever been super into college football, but that oh, guy is like 10 years ago. I watched I every single him. Michigan game. Yeah, he was just the most amazing offensive player dragon, I've seen in college ever. Dragon Denards all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, you got me. No. <laughs> no, I I mean mine's actually for sure got to be Tom Brady then. I love I was that. thinking him, but like I didn't really even know who was he was. Tom Brady he was a Wolverine? Yeah, he played at Michigan. Oh. Yeah. All right. I don't care for him. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> What? <Ooh. laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so the obvious choice for this is Wolverine, the character from X-Men. So it's a, a kind of follow-up question for you guys. I want you to give me your favorite iteration of the comic book character Wolverine from X-Men, from the greater Marvel universe. So, I'll, you know, I'll go ahead and go first. My knee-jerk was to pick Logan, but I decided to go with the Wolverine from the 90s X-Men cartoon because that's really what kick-started my love of X-Men was Saturday morning cartoons, watching the X-Men cartoon, and Wolverine was my favorite. So, like, I think he was a lot of people's. 
I just loved the costume. I loved how arrogant or not arrogant, like surly and mean he was, but then also really just so loyal to the people that he loved. So Wolverine was always my favorite X-Men and it's due to that cartoon. You like how furry his shoulders are? That's like a key component to me. (laughs) Yeah. For Wolverine. I love that. So mine is, it's another old 90s callback, but the 2D, the scroll, the side-scrolling beat-em-up arcade game. Oh, Do you guys ever play that one. game? Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. my favorite game at the arcade, and I'd always pick Wolverine. He had like the gut jab move, and then you'd throw him over his shoulder backwards. Oh, yeah. That's oh, the one where it's just so constantly awesome. moving right, and like people can join in at any time. Yep. That's a yeah. great game. Oh, I love it. They don't make them like they used to. Uh-huh. They do make some pretty good games, Wes. They do. <laughs> yeah. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Just not like they used to. As we live in a virtual world and play mini golf <laughs> yeah. with each other. Yeah. Yeah, right. in space. Yeah. Um you know, I almost picked Logan as well because I think it's the best one, but my favorite's probably the original X-Men. Especially because comic book movies I think maybe we had like one Toby Maguire Spider-Man at that point, but like there wasn't many superhero movies of my lifetime, and that was just a huge movie. Yeah. And I loved Halle Berry, and she's yeah, hot. Yeah. This is the Storm. one. That, this is the one that came yeah. out in two thousand. This was our and introduction had, to Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, which you know one of the most best fits of any character ever. Great like casting. He is Wolverine. Uh, yeah. I always liked the line Halle Berry says. Mike, maybe you can play the clip. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. Sure. Uh, where, you, where she's like, uh, what happens when you hit a toad with lightning? Yeah. And then she's like, the same thing that happens to everything else. I was dying. I literally was yeah, like, <laughs> that's that's funny. I didn't yeah. think she, I thought she'd have a joke and she didn't. You didn't care who you were. That was funny right there. <laughs> that was in yeah. the second, that was, I think that I, was the second movie. I was listening to Larry, the cable guy, stand that up the at the same time too. So I probably did think that exact thought, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm not yeah, I don't care to who voice. you are. Well, let's do the. Let's do another sound clip of him saying. Okay. <laughs> I don't care who you are. That's funny, right there. A lot of sound clips <laughs> happening today. We're gonna do now. What would Mike and Jeff do? So you're Jack, this guy. You're under your ledge, and suddenly you're just you're fighting a Wolverine off. What are you guys doing to get rid of this Wolverine? I just was it the pants zipper that the claw got stuck in? I just take His my pants parka. off. His parka, parka. his coat. Rip, yeah. Take the park off. Let him have it. It might be kind of hard to unzip with him attached to the zipper. But How fast can they run? They can run really fast. Faster than us, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, I'd probably run away. Okay. Jeff's tired. Just going <laughs> to run Throw away a snowball. Start a snowball yeah. fight. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was snowing pretty hard. Yeah, dude. Get whitewashed, that Wolverine. No one likes oh, getting yeah. whitewashed. He'll run away. Give him yeah. a wedgie. <laughs> Whitewashing is really mean when you think about it. For those of you who don't know what whitewashing is, you just grab the person's face and stuff it in some snow. Anyway. I thought okay. it was more you grab you... a snowball and stuff it yeah. in their face. Either way. doesn't it's matter. It's like a pie smash. Yeah. 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 As long as you're putting snow on their face, it's whitewashing. 
So what you actually should do, well, these guys don't attack people. So if you're out in the woods and you see a Wolverine, and I have this in caps in my notes, take pictures, get your camera out. You're probably Mm. never going to see a Wolverine again. Get some photos of it. Enjoy the experience because it's not going to mess with you. I think the only way, and I don't, I'm not saying I don't believe this story, but I really think the only way that a Wolverine is messing with a human is if we provoke it. If we've got food right there that I might want, like this Wolverine didn't even know he was there. And then all of a sudden it was like in a fight, you know, for this resource. Or if like you trapped a Wolverine and you're trying to release it or something, I just don't think they really want to mess with us. So if you see one out in the wild, get some photos, enjoy it. This is a once in a lifetime. I was thinking you were saying that because then like some jerk biologist wouldn't be like, well, actually all those scars on your face and hands that like can't be a Wolverine because they've never attacked anyone. (laughs) I didn't say it can be. I just said it just needs to be a great assault. I didn't see you. I get what you're saying. You're right. Okay. (laughs) So quickly, um, we're going to, or not quickly, actually. We're going to do a cage match. Very slowly and do it. I am going, yeah. Before we do it, I'm going to read you guys a story that I found about Wolverines. Oh. This is from the Department of Biological Sciences, Sciences in the University of Alaska, Fairbanks, Alaska. And this is from Amos Lane, a native Inuit hunter who is one of the most experienced, widely ranged, and reli- I'm reading this verbatim, and reliable of guides in Alaska. And he reports the details of an encounter between a wolverine and a polar bear about five kilometers west of Point Hope in the early spring of 1944. And pretty much what he says is that the wolverine was out scavenging well offshore on some sea ice, is proceeding south when it met a polar bear. The bear initiated the attack, but as it charged the wolverine, it leapt and seized the bear's throat and clung so closely to its chest that the bear was unable to brush it off and only attempted to deliver a hug, which it quickly abandoned. The Wolverine appears to have clung to the bear's windpipe without attempting any other kind of damage until the bear choked to death. Mr. Lane dispatched the victor before any further behavior could be observed. Holy cow. So that's a story from an Inuit hunter in 1944 that apparently a Wolverine killed a polar bear. (laughs) Yeah. Personally, I don't believe it. It, I I think it's physically possible. I have a hard time believing this. Sure. I, I can see why, but I don't think it's impossible, you know? Yeah. What he Great. described. Right. Okay. But to get a little bit more in the weeds here, from reading about these interactions between wolverines and other animals, there's another paper that came out, I believe in 2003, that talked about a black bear killing a wolverine in Yellowstone when they tussled over an elk carcass. And a lot of these researchers said one wolf versus a wolverine would probably be a pretty good fight. Two wolves can easily kill a wolverine. And they're actually their main predator. Wolves, when wolverines are killed by predators, it's most often wolves. So much so that wolverines Mm. will avoid places where there's wolves. And then second most is mountain lions. Mountain lions can kill them as well. Uh, So really, that means that grizzly bears, black bears, polar bears, wolves... Mountain lions. Yeah, can all I'm taking kill back animal. my polar bear thing. I don't think it's even possible. Yeah, the I have a bear really would have got it off. It. Yeah, yeah. I would also say our chimpanzee is probably killing 
the Wolverine, but I think that's a really good fight. Can I can I ask you the one I'm most curious about? Yes. Coyote, because they both are wilding. Coyote. I'm picking oh, the Wolverine true. on in the Coyote fight. Mm. Yeah, I think that's like a really pretty, good one, though. That's a good fight? Well, I They're actually think scrappers. I, I actually don't think it's that good. I think I think the Wolverine kills the coyote pretty easily. I think or not easily, but I think it's a fight, but I would put my money confidently on the Wolverine in that one. Mm. I think the one that I would have a hard time saying which way it's going to go is like a wolf, a single wolf and a Wolverine. Mm. And a big but you know, let me take a step back. I think if we're looking at our biggest wolf versus our biggest Wolverine, then the wolf wins not too hard. So I, don't I mean, know. it is a oh, small wolf is its name. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some animals that I think it beats. I think it beats a jellyfish. I think it beats our spiders. Oh. Um, I think it beats our dingo, our coyote. I think it beats a kangaroo. I think there's a number of animals that we've talked about that it can beat. I think a healthy moose is is no match. I think a wolverine what about is like no a match for a healthy moose. Deer in a cage. They they can kill a deer. Um, really? Yeah. So they, and they have like, there's places where deer are prey, like that they kill every so often. Moose, wow. I think they have to get pretty lucky and it has to be a, like a small yeah, moose or an like injured moose or something. Drowning in snow or something. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I think that should help to answer some of these myths around wolverines. This is a very tough animal. This is an animal that can travel great distances with little effort. They are very well built animals, but this is not a crazy aggressive top dog kind of animal. It is essentially kind of like a coyote, Jeff. I think they, yeah. they kind of occupy the same niche. So, all right, listener questions. Mike, do you have any listener questions for us? I do. I got three from patrons. First one is from Night Fury 91 They asked, are there places in the world where it is possible for a wild wolf, bear, and tiger to have a standoff? Yes. There are. Okay. Um, follow up. Well, you can expound on that, and then we'll do the follow up. Russia is one of those places. Russia has all three. India has all three. Um, wolves. That, I don't know yeah. why that's that occurs to me as weird that a wolf um, would be in India, but Nepal would be another country that has all three of those animals, and that might not be it. There might be others too that have all three, but those are definitely three places where that could happen. Okay. So here's the follow-up between the three of you. Who's the wolf? Who's the bear? And who's the tiger? Hmm. What do you guys think? Jeff, one of us, me and Jeff have to be the bear since we're beefy. Since you you're know. beefy, but I love yeah, bear. a little beefy. Wes, yeah. Wes is a bear. He does love honey more than us do. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a giveaway. Mike, okay. I would say that you're the lone wolf. I'm kind of a lone wolf or type. Or a lone tiger, though. And you love mm. tigers. I don't I know. I do love tigers. I'm gonna, I want the tiger. I call Yeah. Okay, Jeff's yeah, the tiger. I, you're the wolf. I'm the bear. Jeff's I'm a, a black better tiger bear. than me. I'm not a grizzly bear. I'm too small to be a grizzly bear. All right. I'm like a sun bear or a black bear. Okay. Great. Next you question. Be a small grizzly bear. Sure. This is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is from Sam. If you were to die and be taxidermied, what position would you be in? I'm not sure if this is asking what position you'd like to be in or what position you'd most likely be in, but I guess you can take it however you want. I'd want to have my feet up over my head and like to be peeking through <laughs> and like with a big goofy smile on my face. Yeah. I'm hoping 
me and Mike both die at the same time. In our and then we match. can get taxidermied with me suplexing him, like through a table. That'd hey, be cool. I want to die then too, though. I don't leave me. But so maybe I can be taxidermied. Could be the, like, could you be the ref? Going like this? You could be the ref, like tagging me. Sure. Out. Can the you ref. be the ref? <laughs> Give him yeah. the three yeah. count. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. I'll all accept right. that. I'll be suplexed. If uh, anyone this, out there is thinking about killing us, kill us all three at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't want to leave you out, but you already chose what you want to be taxidermied as, you know? Yeah. Okay, My well, cat. just taxidermy, taxidermy me ref. as the ref, but I'm doing that move looking through my legs. Or we could be like tag teaming in. Oh, yeah. Sure, that's getting a little weird. <laughs> oh. Tag teaming in. I pick that one. Well, it's a wrestling term. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, or like Zorro when he's getting waxed figurine, he holds his sword up and he's really cool. Okay. This is from Campbell. If every animal species could speak, but have the same level of intelligence slash same thoughts, which animal would be the best therapist? Hmm. So they can speak human thoughts, but I think, I think like just something I'd want like a really soft, beautiful animal that I can just like hug too a big old panda bear that just like you, gives me like a you really snuggle nice... with your therapists <laughs> no but if it was a panda bear i'd want <laughs> that's to. a breach of ethics I think, I think i think like a big hug for my panda bear therapist would do more good to me than any <laughs> therapy they could ever yeah, say like that bear so, in the zoo that no i like the, no i'm i'm a big proponent of therapy but i'm just saying nothing could be as good as that okay yeah I think everyone should talk to a therapist. Everyone. I'd probably... It's what animal would make the best therapist? Yeah. yeah. I'd probably say a horse. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, there's all sorts of people who get all, like, mental problems and then see a horse and get happy. <laughs> what do we talk... What? Really? Dogs, too, though. <laughs> like Mr. Ed? people would do that with dogs. That's true. Yeah. Mm. I'm going with whale. I feel like they have, like, a really soothing... Ooh, mm. nice. Like, That's a good like one. That. Kind I'll of take a... yours. Okay, there we go. I'll take yours then. I'll okay. go with horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. I We have run out of patron questions for the episode. That's not true, but it ran out for this one. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. We got more. <laughs> oh, cool. I got a, a couple Instagram ones if you want to. Sure. Yeah. Just like two or three. Yeah, okay. let's do them. Justine the Beans. You know who that is? Yeah. That did some did art. Did some us. of our art. So, what's your favorite non-conventional movie theater snack slash food? So, like stuff you need to bring in. Yeah. Hmm. For me, it'd be like a like a baked dessert, like a slice of cake or something. Just like You've some never some brought delicious that into a movie theater. Yes, I have a yeah. piece of cake. Uh huh. That's great. <laughs> yeah, for sure, I have. Um, I would need ice cream with it. I brought a whole pie into a movie once. And that's not an exaggeration. Um, I just think that's great. It just feels like you're having a little picnic. So I think the bigger and more elaborate, the better. The one I do the most is just those little tiny mini peppermint candy canes. Candies, canes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I or like some that Scooby too. snacks. Scooby? Oh, yeah. Ruby snacks? Yeah. <laughs> My brother taught me a nice little trick. And this might disturb some of you listeners. One might. This Cut one a might. hole in the bottom of the popcorn oh, thing. You you know it, so you can like <laughs> hide a drink in there, so they don't confiscate it. 
No, but you bring in like a baggie full of chocolate chips and kind of sprinkle them over the popcorn. Also, and I think this is really good. Um, Don't do your the hands same thing, get all gross? With jalapenos. Your hands get gross in butter popcorn anyway. It's gonna it's gonna get gross. Chocolate's a lot worse. Though. I'm gonna do a counterpoint to that. I kind of I like to separate my sweet I'll and try. salty when I'm at the movie theater. Like I want to have my sweet treat, but then I want a salty treat too. Sure. And I don't want their like I want to eat my sweets and then be like, oh, now I want a salty thing, so I'm gonna eat some popcorn. Right. And I don't want candy in my popcorn. That's just me. Well, it's like kettle corn. That's why I'm the wolf of this trio here. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm the bear. Settled on. Uh, yeah, I, I want to try that. I've never tried it. I'll try it. Mike, mm, give me okay. some. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not super melty. Popcorn's not hot enough. Fatty Patty asks, what movie deserves a sequel? Uh, interesting. Dune. And Scott. Uh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> kidding. Uh, that was a dumb joke. Most of the uh, best movies have a sequel. You're right. Yeah. Speed that's Racer. A question. Let me no speed rate. Oh, you know what mine is? Is Battleina or what is it? Adelina Battle Angel. Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I love that movie. I want it. And I thought there was some meat on the bones still. Totally. Mm. Edward Norton standing up there brooding on the edge of the city. Only figuratively though. I don't think there's any meat on her bone as like Mm. a robot. Right. Yeah. She's full robot. Yep. Right? Uh you like that one, Mike? Yeah, I actually I really like that movie a lot. It's my favorite movie. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Speed Racer's your pick. Oh man. There's talk about meat left on the bone. We <laughs> didn't even get and figuratively. <laughs> yeah, right. I would have humans. to think about this a little bit more. This is kind of hard. I what about that about other that. horror movie you really liked? Uh the barbarian barbarian yeah yeah i'll say that barbarian okay i'd almost want a prequel on that though see how all that shit happened all right this one i'm realizing these were questions for me and mike on our road trip that i never answered because the volume wasn't working (laughs) so sorry dude that i'm putting this on the mainstream elliot duke wants to know best pop culture boobs Airplane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go Desperado. <laughs> Nothing if not consistent, Salma. Jeff. Since this was a question for you two, I'll just let you okay. answer that one. <laughs> sure, that's fair. All right, last one here. If you could give Montana a state slogan, what would you make it? Not that great. Don't move here. Mm. I'd say uh, the tap water tastes good. <laughs> Not actually the state Yellowstone is in, is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Mine makes me sound crotchety. I shouldn't say that. I like. I would probably just say the wilderness state or... I think Alaska has that, right? Yeah, What's maybe. It? Yeah, that's another one I would need to think about a little bit more. But mm-hmm. yeah. When you're less tired, we'll circle back around to you. Yeah. The Larson home. Montana. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. What about Bear World? Bear World. Yep. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Montana. <laughs> you like bears? We got two kinds of them. <laughs> All right. 
Okay. All right. Uh, That's good. Quick conservation corner. Oh, quick correction corner too. I was saying carotid. I was saying carotid artery in a really (laughs) weird way in our last, uh, our last episode for whatever reason, my brain just clicked in. Yeah. Clicked into a strange, weird way of saying that, but sorry that I said that wrong guys. Okay. Now our conservation corner status for Wolverines is pretty unknown. Uh, so for IUCN, it's least concern just because they're so widespread and there seems to be some really healthy populations in places like Russia, Canada, and Alaska. So they've just decided to say least concern because they huh. really, they really don't know. So, so like if you to go to well Alaska, are there places where you could like more than likely than not see a Wolverine? I don't know, just because they do tend to live in such wild, rough terrain. Yeah. But there are places where they're definitely easier to see. In the lower 48, the best place to see them has to be Glacier National Park, but still mm. not at all likely that you yeah, see Yeah, I've been one. there a lot, and I have never seen one. But I have. All right. Uh, in the continental U.S., they're definitely Ooh. at risk um, as a direct <laughs> result of habitat loss through human expansion and habitat habitat and resource loss as a direct result of climate change. Um, since oh, the 1990s, not that thing again. Are you serious yeah, with it, the climate? And for these guys, because they're so into snow, it can really affect, losing snow can affect the way that they den, the way that they look for food. It's a big loss for them. They okay. probably hate the sun too, because it melts all the snow. They might. Well, and yeah. I heard from this Inuit guy that they eat polar bears too and if the polar bears die that's a big food source for them wow yeah, exactly <laughs> you heard that uh, from an inuit guy <laughs> yeah i heard it personally <laughs> since the 1990s I conservation groups have been lobbying to have the wolverine placed on the endangered species list and in november 2023 last year those groups were given a big win when the federal government finally placed wolverines on the list they're under the threatened designation there's currently thought to be about 300 wolverines in the lower 48, mostly in the northern Rockies and Cascades, and then one little mountain range in, in Oregon. So they are now on the endangered species list. They are now able to access some of those protections through that list. Okay, that is it for our conservation corner, and we're going to go into our final category, which is how much do we like this animal? Mm. I'm not going to surprise anyone here. I'm oh, I'm curious. I'm gonna say ten claws. Oh wow! I really like wolverines. They're kind of like a small, like fast moving bear. I just really really like them, and I've really fallen in love with them doing research for this and watching a lot of videos about them. And I love how it's like for me. That's the unicorn, especially in Montana. That's like the animal that if I see, I'm going to think about it for so long because. It's just so hard to see. So I'm giving them 10. It's a 10 claw animal. Yeah, it's hard for me to separate them from the X man, mm-hmm. honestly. And I'm giving them a nine because if they're cool enough to inspire the greatest comic book hero or character, I don't know, call me hero, then they're they're pretty sweet in my book. Yeah. All right. That's a good argument, I think. I'm gonna go with an eight. I really like them, but I think I think my favorite of like things close to them is the American badger, just because I watched one by like they a are rock creek related. and it, the way it ran and it was just so cute, even though as an adult and I just love 
animals that are always cute, you know? And I wouldn't say Wolverine's cute. I think they're really cool. You got to watch some more Wolverine videos. They're cute. (laughs) These badgers, though. And then (laughs) I'd probably say I like a honey badger more. I don't know. Okay. And then Wolverine. I, I need to see I need to see one. Yeah. Okay, watch some videos. Watch them on YouTube. Mike, what did you give them again? I've seen them online. Nine. Nine. So eight, nine, eight, ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like that joke. Oh, and uh, <laughs> 96. Okay. okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. Uh, this was a bit of an unconventional episode because there really aren't that many attack stories about this animal, but they, it is a really cool animal. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, we just barely on our Patreon, Jeff just did a really fun episode about the Chinese Zodiac and some of the different animals associated with that. And then we had another episode not long ago where I talked about people that have been killed taking selfies. Mike, what was your last, uh, subscriber uh, episode? I can't even remember. What it's was been it? a minute. Probably some animal. Um, it was a good one. No, it was a really good one. Oh, bears committing crimes. Bears committing crimes. Bears committing crimes. Yeah. Anyway, we have a lot of fun on our subscription channels, so if you're looking for more content from us, check us out on Patreon. Just go to search in Google Patreon Tooth and Claw Podcast. It'll pop right up. It's amazing how Google and the internet works, you know? It just does that. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I just like the paper maps of everything, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just need an atlas. Jeff gets his his subscriptions on paper. Encyclopedia. (laughs) We mail him our newsletter. Yeah. And then also, if, if you listen in Apple and you'd rather just get those, those episodes right in your Apple feed, you can also get it on the Apple Grizz Club. All right. Well, I think that's about it. So thank you, everyone. I'm subscribed on there. All right. Thanks. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeff's in there. <laughs> okay. Getting a little Mike bit of money from you to, every week. Mike needed <laughs> me to check Apple's episode, and he couldn't. And that, so I subscribed. I never unsubscribed. And now you got to split that money three ways. <laughs> Thanks for us. doing that. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, we oh, get yeah, that ten dollars. Yeah. I get a little bit of it back. Yeah, you get so you should well, be happy. Apple, Apple gets. Yeah, a, you got some the discount. It. We need to look into this discount that Jeff's getting on the subscription. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. All right, thanks everyone. <laughs> See you next Love time. You guys. We will talk to you soon. Love you. Bye.